0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us tonight, Sweet Liberty. Once again, today is the 23rd of August in the year 2006. And um, last week, uh, Alan was with us, Alan Wadd. We were talking at the end of the broadcast. I wanted uh, to talk about the language, the words, and the meanings. Not just the meaning words, but the esoteric and possibly um, in, in that area. Our spiritual message here tonight, one that I have sticking up, and I've done this a few times, I'm going to do it again tonight. It's from A Course in Miracles from the textbook, page 159. Fear of the will of God is one of the strangest beliefs the human mind has ever made fear of the will of God is one of the strangest beliefs the human mind has ever made, but who gave us that fear? folks think about it, and when you look at the God of the Old Testament, uh, I can't imagine anyone not fearing all of our creator, and that's just part of the um tricks that they've been pulling on us. Alan, thanks for being
1: here again tonight. Yeah, it's a pleasure, yeah.
0: Yeah, and that's what they've done, isn't it? They've put the fear of God...
1: Well, you see, you don't have to fear now. We can always give them a, a Prozac or a Valium. Right. Well, exactly. Because I think the Old Testament gods would be a bit unstable. Yeah. What,
0: give, give the Old Testament God Prozac?
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. He oh. it, it doesn't seem to be a happy character.
0: Yeah. How are you going to do
1: that, Alan? Oh, I don't know. I guess uh, I have to ask an expert...
0: You know, speaking of that, which is uh, our topic uh, tonight that I wanted to address, but speaking of that, in a conversation with one of our listeners today, he mentioned that the plan in this system to have a drugged-up society.
1: (coughs) It's always been there. They've admitted that, though, in their books. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not a secret. Um, I think it was in the 70s the British Medical Association came out with the statistics on Valium and Librium. They they're, they're kind of similar at the time. And they said that over, I think, 45% of all British women uh, were on it. That was in the 70s. Oh, my goodness. And I'd imagine it'd be more even in some parts of the U.S. because, Mm -hmm. well, they even had comedies about it, you know, where someone falls at an airport and everybody rushes out with their Valium. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they were really throwing all that stuff out as the great panacea, the thing the cure all for all your stress and worries.
0: Whatever, Al. I was telling him that, remember, back around 93, 94, when Al Gore was than Kipper, 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 right? Yeah. Kipper Gore. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess she had uh, had a drug addiction at one time, um, something, but she had used these psychotropic drugs, and she was giving a talk like she was an expert to yeah. a, a large group of people, and it was on C-SPAN. Yeah. And not knowing what I know today, when I saw that, Alan, every, uh, all she was doing was lauding and praising the best sets and the, uh, you know, what all of the pills can do, mm-hmm. And I remember putting out an action alert about something, but I addressed it and I said it appears to me that their uh, solution for anything that ails us is it, a psychotropic drug and I have a vision in my mind of of just uh, a world of zombies.
1: Uh yeah, well that's what Aldo Huxley said at that uh Berkeley meeting that which is on the website. Um you can hear it. Uh he said that was wrong. What's wrong with basically giving the public something that takes all their worries away.
0: Is that the one that he did the uh California at the, uh college? Yeah, yeah. We got that website.
1: Yeah, and I've got it on mine. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I say, that um, he, he was into that there because he spoke for the elite. He he was part of the Tavistock Institute, which uh, does has massive think tanks all working on uh, how to control the minds of the public. And he said, you know, most people today are unhappy. That's what he what he said. He said,
0: oh, those
1: are happy pills. And yeah, and so so are for what's what's, what's wrong in, in giving the people drugs to make them happy? Uh, they won't be realistic. They won't be living in a reality, but they'll be happy. And that is the psychiatri- the, the, the whole thing of psychiatry is geared towards not so much the, the root cause of a thing, but the treatment of something. Well,
0: Alan, yeah. about this. they won't be ha- happy. They won't unhappy. Mm-hmm. They won't be happy because there are no
1: feelings ultimately there are none. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, And it's not just that, it gets me, I mean there's more to all this, just... see when you see that the inoculations and what they've done to the public intentionally, there's no doubt once you go through the history of inoculations, it's intentional, the autism and the degrees of autism up to uh, various, various learning deficiencies, that's all part of the same thing uh, which came on about the fifties onwards with the increase of inoculations, especially That's, the polo. Yeah, but, but when they started with thimerosal in? Yes, that, but not just that. They, they were way beyond thimerosal. Uh-huh. They put things in there which literally were meant to go to certain parts of your brain. And, and that is what uh, Arthur Kosler talked about in The Ghost in the Machine. And he worked for UN think tanks to actually find ways of doing this, targeting the brain and lobotomizing the public. Uh, so uh, they, were, they were way ahead. They'll never ever tell you the truth of what they've been up to. Yeah. But when you see they've been doing it in that area, you can pretty well go into the, all the other drugs, especially the tranquilizers and so on.
0: So you know what that makes me think about? Uh-huh. Uh, Charles Galton Darwin, yeah. in his book, The Next Million Years, when he talks about hormones.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: uh Those hormones that, that how did he say regulate every phase of the physical body? Yeah. You know, I always thought hormones, Alan mm-hmm. in my mind as male and female hormones. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but there's hundreds of hormones, maybe thousands are there?
1: Oh, there's so many because it everything is the entire inter
0: entire body. Yeah. And he yeah. said that in his book and I think it was fifty two, wasn't it, his book?
1: Yeah, it was only 50s. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. When the article that I was reading um, uh Uh, It was from Canada. It was the doctor over there about estrogen dominance. Mm -hmm. And he said, in the past 20 years, okay? Mm -hmm. So, did he say 40? It it, it coincided. It had to affect.
1: Yes, the 40 years, yeah. Because
0: Mm -hmm. it it coincided with Mm -hmm. when Darwin's book came up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All of the xenoestrogens that are in every. they say there are 60,000 sources uh-huh. of these xenoestrogens, you know, seen mm-hmm. estrogen dominance, and uh-huh. very, uh, a lot of women who get pregnant, or they'll get pregnant, and then just immediately abort it. Yeah. That's, uh Kirk Newby told us, he said it's like a morning after
2: pill. That's right.
0: And that's what food mm-hmm. that is being eaten today, that is so loaded with these xenoestrogens you know, from all the pesticides and...
1: And some of uh, the soya, et cetera, that's high that's in it, Yeah. You know.
0: Um, that the bodies are just overloaded with
1: you know Yeah, and you can see the effects of it you see the effects of it in the males where they're sort of podgy and effeminate and uh, and the females are becoming actually a bit more masculine so it's intentional it was intentional oh
0: absolutely yeah. intentional yeah. and that blew me away I mean it's really a, a revelation uh, when I Actually, I was talking about it. Actually, it's in the preface of the book of Jewish persecution. When we got, uh, I was talking about the food and stuff like that. It's in that area, uh, but to see how things like this relate. For example, in 19, let's say 74, when the United Nations passed their decision on the new international economic policy. Um, this said right in it, Alan, that every single country, regardless President present circumstances, will be equalized. Mm-hmm. And when they were, I think that was in the 70s, and when they were doing the GATT and NAFTA debate, mm-hmm. uh, Senator Hollings from, I think, North Carolina, said that in the past 20 years, he said, it must have been 92, in the past 20 years, the cost of living has
1: risen, uh-huh. and the wages have gone down.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean uh-huh. that totally coincides uh-huh. with the declaration of a new international economic policy. That's
1: right. Yeah. And, and yet even that was just a reiteration of what the League of Nations had said back in the early 1900s. Uh, they'd always just reiterate what they're already doing and uh it's the way to get to that end that's uh, that that you actually live through. you see the wars you see all the, the the conflicts you see the amalgamations of countries that come out of them uh that was all part of this whole long term agenda and we're still going through the latter parts of that and um I think it was just about two or three weeks ago there was a documentary on the public broadcasting and uh that the world that the uh the united nations uh, go into Africa in different countries, third world countries. And they, uh, they, they're giving loans out to women only to start businesses up. And the idea is to bypass the males so they become secondary citizens in an economic structure. And and uh, the women, of course, take on these loans that they then love the United Nations very much and go along with all of their agendas. And this is similar to what you saw to the communist regime when they pulled out of countries like Hungary and Czechoslovakia. Um, the, the males, uh, that, that priority hiring for females, way over uh, the males, most of the guys were unemployed even during the Soviet regime. Of course, they never said they had an unemployment, an it was uh, taboo to be unemployed, they just didn't include you. And uh, and so you have this abundance of women in Czechoslovakia who have better educations and and job skills, and they're all leaving the country, and all, all the guys are left behind. So the UN is continuing the same policy in other countries as the Soviets were doing.
0: Yes. Yeah, Alan. Yeah. What is this deal. I mean, is this to promulgate to further their plan for? Yeah. down the
1: road yeah. uh-huh. to,
0: to, to, to emasculate
1: the males and... Uh, yes. Uh, uh, and also to bring us all to a stage where uh, of infertility, the fastest growing problem you have in the West is infertility amongst uh, amongst especially the white people. Mm-hmm. And the fastest growing industry is, is fertility are uh, the fertility clinics. It's the fastest growing industry in Western countries. So, uh, it will come to the stage where cloning will seem quite natural, you see, and, and we must all accept, Robert well, we got a clone to save the people, or there'll be none of us left type of thing. Uh, it's, it's all to bring in the new types of workers, uh, the clone types. And when you look at the old Isaac Asimov um, books from the fifties, he was chosen along with Arthur C. Clarke and another author. Uh, to start off the whole New Age movement. Uh, they're all High Masons.
0: Now,
1: how, how did the New Age movement start? Uh, oh, well, it started really in the 1800s with Blavatsky. She was pushed out there primarily to start it off, to get the women in, mainly. Uh, Arthur C. Clarke, you say? Uh, yeah, and in, in the 1950s or so, 40s and 50s, after C. Clarke was promoted, and also so was um, uh, Isaac Asimov science fiction type writers who wrote into their stories what the future was going to be because they belonged to these futurist groups uh, and think tanks. So it was a form of, of a conditioning us that this would be all normal and it wouldn't seem so absurd. We might actually see it happening in our lifetimes. So Isaac Asimov, talked. To, he, he put out the ones on robots, like iRobot, right. that they put into a movie about a year ago um, and then they came out with the laws for the robots for ordinary humans compared to robots and at the time when I read it which was back you know in the 60s I thought you know eventually this will be humans we're talking about yeah because uh, there'll be a separate species and we'll say well, see, well like, they're human too really aren't they you know they weren't born or even yeah. created the
0: movie that, was it Robin Williams played in it
2: Millennium Man oh yeah, yeah. was
0: that it he was a robot total robot yeah uh-huh. and he went too deep you, the the world tribunal mm-hmm. three judges to be given human status mm-hmm. and his argument was well, judges you have an artificial heart yeah and so and so has a a, a, a or, or not a liver a kidney mm-hmm. uh
1: yeah, I think the third was on viagra mm-hmm.
0: yeah right yeah. but um that they, yeah there you can see you know them promoting that uh, while I would like to back up a minute here. Mm -hmm. When you mentioned we were talking about new, I noticed that you talk about this a lot more today than you ever used to. Mm -hmm. And one thing I would like you to do is to define, because there is a difference between people who uh, experience this, let's say, self-evident truth through their own exploration and life experiences. Mm -hmm. And they happen to be similar to to some new age term
1: it's more than similar there's hardly a phrase comes out their mouth that wasn't given to them
0: talking about Uh. I'm not new age Alan Uh and I'm not embraced in any name brand religion and yet I know that I mean if you're not a name brand religion Uh I say something that's not name brand religion you're branded and caged Mm-hmm. Now I think it's important to to uh, define or let's say differentiate huh. between what is New Age and what is spiritual truth, because you know yourself that in that New Age movement, less the spiritual truths are, are told.
1: Well, any spiritual truth was always for an individual experience, uh, not, not 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 necessarily taught,
0: experience.
1: not taught to not taught to anybody. Right. but something that came to you that's why, that's why it's an unverifiable experience you cannot verify it to another person because you experienced it, well, I, well, is it you there's see? a difference
0: between people who are seeking
1: uh-huh. spiritual truth but there's always been that see that, that's yeah. a difference when you yeah.
0: use new age it's almost like the
1: new age was created to bring in the new age oh, which, yeah. which is the age of Aquarius okay
0: Alan Yeah. here's what I'm trying to get to the, when you talk about New Age, yeah, like there's either brand name religions or there's New Age, uh-huh. and there's nothing else in between. And then it, it, so it leaves tough of a gap there, or it it, it puts everybody that is seeking a brand name religion, uh-huh. any religion, it, it seems to pigeonhole people.
1: Well, if 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 they, they go towards something that already has a name. They're in a religion already. You see, yeah, if, 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 if they go into right now, of what, when you if they go into a group, right? Uh, like the car or whatever it happens to be. Um, there's, there's thousands of them out there now, but really they're all the same.
2: Yeah.
1: They all teach the same stuff, which is a mixture of Hinduism, really, primarily a form of Hinduism, uh, without mentioning Hindu. You know, they're mentioning everything else about the Hindu religion, but they don't mention Hindu. And it's to do with channeling, um, uh, finding your spirit guide, your, your, your power animal, um, whatever it happens to be, is to bring something into you, uh, generally through a group experience uh, or a master to, to people type thing. Uh-huh. And also there's th- to...
0: There's ex- people around that say there's a, a group that meets, that... You- talks of spiritual uh, things, uh-huh. not religious things, but spiritual things, Yeah. but there's not channeling and stuff going on. That wouldn't be considered New
1: Age. Uh, no, you're just ex- if you're explaining your experiences, that's one thing. If you're going through formula and rote, right. then you're into an uh, organized religion.
0: Uh, formula and rote. Yeah. Oh, could you use
1: well, like learning mantras, learning something, uh, learning chants, um, formula—that's what formula is. Okay. And you start off with one thing, and you just like all degrees in Freemasonry, you got different through different things like that. Uh, but but again, the end product is what defines it. Who do they want you to be? And you'll find with most of them, the teaching that was put out. And remember, these these started as official high Freemasonic organizations back in the the 1800s. Blavatsky was given a charter by the Grand Lodge of England. And the end product was to bring in a a new age, the age of Aquarius, where uh, something was going to happen that would change society. Uh, Literally, a new type of human being. A new type of human being was to come out of it.
0: Yeah, that I mean I understand that the new age has been the mood itself Yeah. Yeah, I read that when I was I told you when I was reading that book about um, you know, Freemasonry and all that. Mm-hmm. When I got to the end of the book when they were talking new age, I said, "Oh my my." Mm-hmm. They 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 brought the new age thing in and I yeah. remember making a bracket highlight. They you know, they Whatever, the, with the new age, you know? and yeah. I realize that, and also I know that, if, for example, if a person talks about meditation, mm-hmm. if, then you're, you're branded. Oh, you're a new ager. Mm-hmm. Um, and I that you've said, well, you don't have to set a certain way and all that. I understand that. That, and I also, when I was in the school of metaphysics, meditated. We sat in a in a quiet place. And we sat. They didn't have us do yoga positions or anything, but very comfortably, and um, so that you could get your mind quote off the physical body and be able to focus within. And sometimes those types of things can help an individual. Uh, if somebody's trying to meditate and they got they're sitting there with their legs crossed and then their legs to go to sleep, and it, it, it isn't conducive for being able to uh not be real conscious of the body and to be able to focus your attention within. so so I think there's there's not a all in one like seeing everything with the
1: same brush, I guess that's what I'm yeah, when you find that, see the common the slogans see it's like Lenin said, we shall conquer the world through the use of slogans. And it didn't stop at communistic slogans, it was to do with cultural slogans, with idea slogans, with religious slogans. And what they came out with was, we are all one. So whenever you hear this, this phrase, we're all one, the UN, remember, means one in French. Oh gosh. Uh, and it's, it's about it's the condition you subconsciously to this whole idea of oneness with the planet, the creation of an earth-worship type religion, as, as Michael Gorbachev talked about. Well,
0: well, why would it have to be earth-worship? You, know, you and I were talking uh, one time, uh-huh. a long time ago, but I remember, this was on the air, and you were talking about how our minds are connected, uh, that a person could have a like, the person all the way on the other side of the world, uh-huh. that could be in their mind. Uh-huh. And in a sense, in that sense, it's the one that...
1: We have many things in common, you see. That's the difference. We have many things in common. We have many needs uh, in common, and basic and beyond. And there's also the language, including basic telepathy, and things like that. Uh, but that's where it stops, you see. Because otherwise.
0: Well, then how would that, that thought of a, an uh, individual get into the minds of others?
1: Not everyone receives uh, the idea. Not everyone receives it. I mean, it's like if you were imagine uh, all the, the millions of people watching us, a, ma- a major sports event, uh, I wouldn't even know if it was on. <laughs> would you? No. So, there's millions of minds that they would be broadcasting if they could, but they're not. It's a different frame of mind. It's a different thought, in fact. Uh, a ple- simple pleasure doesn't do it. So. There's something to do with uh, uh, an idea that's an ancient uh, description from even the Greeks who taught, who were taught by the Egyptians, that you can form a thought. In fact, they called it forms, where a, a powerful thought... Becomes a form, um, an energy, a- and it would it could it could almost take on uh, the feeling of that person, or the emotion, or the intent of that person that created it. It could take it on at the time of creation, and it would s- sort of wander and gravitate to someone was maybe on the edges of the same kind of thought that hadn't formulated the whole idea? It would gravitate towards them, and suddenly, uh, e- eureka! Okay. It, it hits you, you know. How would that happen if it wasn't in uh, uh, mind? What do you mean? And I'm saying is the truth. Something. This is what they stated. This is what the Greeks uh, used to believe in.
0: Um well you know yourself said it yourself that when we uh when they become receptive mm-hmm. that that there is that part of it that is affected not in a physical sense, but for example, the phone rings, you know who it is. that's right,
1: yeah, or you know, or, or you sing you a song right. at the same time as someone next to you, yeah. you, you both burst out or someone yeah, whistles yeah, it you know just basic natural telepathy, and all children do it all the time and Unfortunately, the school system and the monetary uh, educational system we go through drums it out of you because they want practical results they don 't want uh, people being able to think beyond uh, so they they lose it, and a lot of people can 't remember that they had it. And in other ones, when you talk about it, suddenly it hits them. Yeah, I used to do that with uh, my friend so-and-so. We just burst out together and start singing the same song. Or saying the same thing and then laughing, you know. You just turn and laugh.
0: Yeah, and it's the noise. Yeah. And it's all of the distraction.
1: It's the material. It's this material uh, indoctrination we get to chase after the material. And that's where you look. In fact, that's why so many horrors... Are escalating and have since the beginning of the 20th. Actually, really, that
0: even people who are not quote chasing after the material. Uh, when you've got a television on in the house, yeah, or a radio going, yeah, uh, it is not conducive. It, it driving cars mm-hmm. and having the radio on and you know some music thing. and a, uh-huh. It, it, it is a dis-
1: distraction. It's more than a distraction, Jackie. I, I don't think people realize this basic fundamental reality. Uh, for thousands and thousands of years, people walked about a, a, a lot of their time in silence, thinking. Um, they made their own music when, when they had get-togethers with family and, and friends. Uh, they would tell stories. They would entertain each other. All that's been taken over all of it, has been taken over as they destroyed the family.
2: Yeah.
1: And uh, generations now have been born uh, getting up to a radio in the morning, driving to work with a radio blaring.
2: Can't yeah, go to
0: sleep without the TV.
1: And, and what you're doing all day long has been brainwashed with professionals, because these are corporations that put this stuff out, yeah. brainwashed with someone else's thoughts. Yes. That's not your own thoughts. Yes. A and, and so much so as you say people can't even go to sleep now without it gone. They don't know who they are themselves. They've never found out who they are. Yeah.
0: And you know when you mentioned how they get together and tell stories? Yeah. I noticed it about the children. When mm. they if we're sitting eating and I start talking about something, you know, the past and they just they they are just enthralled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They'll say, tell us some more, I'll Tell us another one. And, and sometimes you can't think of something because you're telling them something that happened to pop in your head. Yeah. But they must. Mm-hmm. They'd love to hear, what did you do when you were young and what kind of experiences and what about the family? Yeah. You know, things like this. Mm-hmm. It really does. It's
1: important.
0: It's, yes, it is. In does.
1: fact, it's vital to health. Yeah, mm-hmm. and
0: we're... Uh, we're going to be taking about a three-minute break here, and when we get back on the other side, I'd like to talk about this language thing, okay? Mm-hmm. I'd like you because you've been into that with us a lot. We'll be back, folks. If you've you like. forgotten, and maybe one of our internet listeners would send an email to Nicholas at uh, First Amendment Radio and let him know that when we have take a half hour, there's two commercials playing, and it's um, I feel really uh sadly that i I just forget it after I'm in the heir. but that that would be just somebody told him about that so he could get it fixed.
1: And they're simultaneous yeah
0: that what did i say
1: uh, the board there's two commercials running
0: right exactly yeah
1: they're si- they're, they're on top of each other yeah.
0: exactly yeah. um Alan, before we uh go into what I wanted to talk about tonight, mm-hmm. or for, you, for us to talk about. Um, I thought you might want to let our list know because you've got that new DVD
1: DVD yeah, out yeah.
0: and let our list know that what's going on with
1: that. It. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a devil's very devil, that's what it means.
0: <laughs>
1: because the first batch I sent out uh, it wasn't formulated properly because okay. of the program. Uh, so I have to resend a batch out again, and it's, without everything else and the truck breaking down, it's been a it's yeah. been a hectic uh, week and a half, I think. Just
0: so people know that if they get it. I haven't gotten it yet, Alan.
1: Yeah, well, at least don't they know now that the order that it's been fixed, so...
0: Right, and you put a note up there on the website. That's right. Uh-huh. But I just thought for our listeners maybe that have been over there since, if anybody ordered it, if you haven't got it yet, I haven't got mine yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it doesn't play right not to it should play, play
1: on the computer
0: on the computer
1: but, but uh, I wanted it to play on TV as well right and that's where the problem came in yeah okay mm-hmm. yeah you're going to is those it
0: was a formatting problem right yeah mm-hmm. okay so you're going to you'll be resending.
1: yeah
2: okay
1: and also a, a strange thing that like you probably know that the internet and disks for instance just like the old VHS tapes uh, in Europe, in different parts of the world, they play at, at, at different speeds and so on. So you can't use the same format abroad. You know that? I didn't
0: know
1: that So you told me that. Yeah. And people think they're free, and again, this is all connected stuff. We're not free at all because you have all these regions and areas where they. you can, yeah, you can get a, a VHS tape sent to you and you can't watch on your recorder because they've got a different format, just to, so that you can't do it exactly that. Yeah. What
0: about Canada?
1: Uh, we are the same as the States uh, and the region coding. Uh, and Europe is on a P-E-L type coding, they call it, We're N-T-S-C here. And then in South Africa, uh, Africa is different again, I think. And, uh, so, and so is South America, Latin America. Yeah
0: so different in every single
1: one of those? Cities? Yeah, and you know the same machines are selling to all the countries. They just uh, put a little chip in there so they, they can't read anything except their own and what's been authorized by the government. I yeah.
0: know that was very frustrating too. You so we were concerned mm-hmm. about, you know, their frustration. And yeah. I just to mention it so people understand stuff does happen
1: it certainly does they
0: are just that one that works yeah. Yeah. in the DVD player
1: Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Uh, and, and Alan and mm-hmm. for anybody who might not know if you happen to have been here quote uh, accidentally mm-hmm. Alan's website is seen through the matrix dot com yep. and of course sweetliberty.org dot is our website and they're both uh, excellent websites folks I promise you that um, here, this book that I was reading, Alan God's Genes and Consciousness, mm-hmm. he mentioned the alphabet here. <clears throat> he says the origin of the alphabet remains the greatest unsolved mysteries of human history. Is that true?
1: Uh, well, there's different theories on it. So, in and, and this world we live in, many of the sciences we're given really boil down to a bunch of theories, which keep changing. Um, and, and that is true. So in other
0: words, you 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 don't have an origin of the alphabet. I
1: mean, did it come from? You mean the very the very first alphabet? You mean? I
0: guess.
1: Well, we do know that the Chaldeans um, were chosen by invading armies. Uh, they would take uh, they would hire guys from the Chaldea uh, to because their their alphabet uh, like the Hebrew was numbered as well. So each letter was also a number. And they, they, but they didn't have just one uh, set of, of meanings, they had a, a, quite a few, and so the, the armies used to hire these guys to, to inscribe coding for them, that they could then use runners, and, and the runners would send it to another, uh, to another regiment, uh, and it was all marked on a stick, and the other Chaldean, that was another regiment, could actually read it, so it was coded. So they've used this, this alphabet plus the numerical codes and variations of those codes for thousands of years.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, here's what I, I, I want for you to hear what he said uh-huh. uh, so that you could comment on it. Uh, he's talking about, you know, the Sanskrit alphabet, uh-huh. etc. Et and by the way, he talked in here about when people lived nationally. It was so cool. It reminded me so much of what you've talked about in the past. Uh-huh. But he says, um, um, just a minute here, let me see. There's some words created from alphabet. Jewish Kabbalists, would you, is it Kabbalists or Kabbalists? Uh,
1: you can see it anyway, really. Okay,
0: and Hindu esoterics believe that that words created from their alphabet have several levels of meaning. Peak uh-huh. scholars believe the original words in Sanskrit had four levels of meaning. First was the physical spoken word. The second was its inner meaning. The third was its vibrational force that was transmitted pathically through prana, a subtle energy that permeates space. The final was its transcendental significance. Scientist and mystic Ishtak Bentov described the Sanskrit letters as shape, quote, that, impart certain tendencies to consciousness make vibratory. He said the Hebrew letter was considered to have at least three levels of meaning. The first, dealing with the inner structure of reality, of the universe itself. The second involved nature, the physical level of reality. And the third was for individual understanding and social communication. From the perspective, I'm not, there's not too much I'm going to read here wanted you to hear this so you could comment on it, because it really uh, makes sense to me. From the perspective of these esoteric schools, if a ripped word evokes the appropriate sound frequency, its subtle energy or emotional meaning is conveyed along with the mental concept. They believe that if a spoken word comprises the root sounds that energetically correspond to its reference, it will more accurately communicate with the receiver. Cobblest and others worry, listen to this, and, that modern language usage has been artificially severed from its energetic roots. For instance, English speakers no longer employ a full range of nuanced pronunciation. Thereby, we lose of the emotive power of the word. Emotive, would that mean inner, like, emotional type of a thing?
2: Yeah.
0: He says, now, here's what we're getting to, he said, if they are correct, the result is a confusion of sounds and energy that creates serious gaps in transferring knowledge and maintaining successful communication, even among people who speak the same language. With the arbitrary introduction, artificial new words, we may add to the already so destructive tower of Babel phenomenon caused by many different and then, and then I'm going to jump down to the last paragraph here. She said, If the of views have any validity, the inventors of the alphabet did not merely create an arbitrary set of symbols to go with just any word. They meant it to be used to create written and thus pronounced words that accurately communicated and purpo- purposely affected ordinary reality. To fulfill this purpose, it stands to reason that the successful use of and sentences requires that the alphabet and languages have an inherent order. Perhaps this is why nouns have verbs that come to a predicate, in a sentence, to infuse the situation with the subtle energy of the speaker's intention. As physicists, we discover the native of power of focused intent. A multidisciplinary linguists can help sharpen our understanding of the word perhaps we can learn to use only words whose frequency resonate with the energies of the desire to pass. for instance we cannot talk peace into existence using the words of war and need we elicit love from another using the terms of threat basically I'm hearing him saying I think is that as the words change and as, as words have been dropped out etc etc that so of the that inner vibration or energy of the original is
1: lost. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I don't go along with the magical stuff, but what I do go along with.
0: I don't. Okay.
1: Yeah, but what what I do go along with is is the 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 the, the incredible loss of words yep. of description. Um That's what we've been losing. Um, George Orwell it put it beautifully in his 1984 book where he's a government employee and he meets another one who's working in the dictionary department. And he says, look at this Winston, he says, this was last year's dictionary, it's about an inch thick. He says next year's will be this thick, which is about half an inch. And and he said, oh, I see when when there's there's no more words, there can be no more thought crime. Oh,
0: no more thought
1: crime. Because you can't think and you you can't express uh, an emotion Oops. without the words.
0: Don't go along with the
1: magic. What are we talking about? Well, I, I know a lot of the, again, is pushed in the new age, the vibrational qualities of sounds, and, and that's all part of the Kabbalah Maybe as well.
0: Is anything
1: to that? Alex. Not in that sense. No. Now, you can use sounds and amplify them or alter the frequencies of them, and, and that's a different thing through electronics. Uh, the scientists certainly use that with the harp uh, project. Because they go from from zero to a hundred uh, uh, kilohertz, and that's in the brain frequencies. So so those things can, but but audibly you can't hear them.
0: But you don't think that words, certain words have uh, some of, a, okay, here's something I'm thinking about, mm-hmm. just as an example, stupid, mm-hmm. versus the word, the
1: word. That's positive, negative. You see, negative emotion uh, as opposed to positive. Uh, so yeah, that's a conditioning. Does
0: set up some type of a feeling.
1: Oh yeah, it's a feeling of uselessness and st- and you become the word because you know what it means. It means it means you're dull. What
0: about the word kids for children?
1: Well, that's right. they uh, brought
0: that in Alan.
1: Yeah I know, uh, and of course it's on everything now. Everybody says it, and and in the media I've never ever heard the media saying children the regular media, even on the news. You there's know.
0: something to that
1: for them. Oh yeah, because a kid is an animal. And, and you said they would dehumanize. Stalin talked about it, so did Lenin. They, they dehumanize and break up the family with all these different techniques, plus the use of, of, of uh, non-human words. Uh-huh. So, so you put these appellations on people and it, and it separates the humanity in them into another category.
0: And, and, and they get us using... Well, they don't get us using them. We use them. Uh-huh. I mean, I used it because we were called kids growing up
2: uh-huh.
0: and that suddenly somebody said once a kid is a baby goat and that's when it really struck yeah. me, what struck me further. So not only are we calling our children baby
1: goats. There is an esoteric to- meaning behind this. You see, nothing happens. the that. But you see, a kid, a kid is also the a, a precursor as a goat of the domesticated sheep. So a child being more natural and not totally conditioned is more natural, therefore they call them the kid, where the, the people, once they are indoctrinated, they lose that, that uh, creative creative individualism and they become a sheep. There is an esoteric a, meaning a, there too. A, a baby
0: sheep
2: is called a lamb.
1: I know, but, but they come from that family. You see. The, 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 the initial, I mean, uh, sh- uh, sh- uh, sh- sheep really came from a uh, inbreeding certain stocks of different animal uh, of types of animals mm-hmm. that had the goat type to, to create the sheep. So it's a domesticated type, inbred. And then, uh-huh. and
0: they also had the thought that we'd be calling our children kids, uh-huh. uh, referring to a baby goat, and then when you, we'll see the back from that the goatess. That's right. Yeah. Which is the universal. Uh, symbol of Satan. Mm. When I saw that, I thought, my God, uh-huh. we're not only calling them saved ghosts, in a sense, we're calling them spawn of Satan.
1: Little devils, yeah. Uh-huh. this
0: Little devils. Yeah. And then, uh, a friend, where well, we were talking about, she said not only that, but the kids were sacrificed.
2: Uh-huh.
0: In the Old Testament, there were lambs and kids mm-hmm. that were sacrificed to Moloch, to Chesubba. hmm Yeah.
1: That, that's That's the key to it is uh, if you can dehumanize uh, people through through uh, altering the humanist the human associations with a word, uh, then you put them into separate categories of things, things and objects uh, and, and psychologically it severs that connection of humanity and you treat them differently Let
0: me ask you a question what you call me new way what you know uh,
1: I well, I don't think you go around doing your your chanting or or channeling, you know. Um, yes,
0: yeah, so but sometimes the way you describe New Age, it's almost like you're describing me.
1: No, I, I would yeah. say... I'm uh, not saying
0: you're picking me out and talking about don't get me wrong. Uh-huh. That, and I, I know I'm reverting back to our original thing here when we were talking about New Age. Uh-huh. But it just occurred to me that, you know, maybe you
1: think of me as being a, quote, new ager. If you're a new ager, you would be looking forward to the big change in humanity. Uh, Now now listen, here's something interesting here, because Arthur C. Clarke, who did 2001, The Space Odyssey, he wrote wrote that in the 1960s for the, the high ones who run this planet here. And and the movie had nothing to do with space, even though it took place in space. It was a Masonic ritual, Hyde ritual. And the world was to start changing in 2001. That's what it meant. 9-11 came along in 2001. His second movie was 2010. That's when it was to be complete. You see?
2: There's the movie,
0: 2010. That's right, yeah. Would I understand it if I watched it? I think
1: you would probably get it after... No, but it's a, it's a Masonic ritual put through a story form in space. And anyway, um, in 2010, this guy, who basically becomes a god from, from, from the 2001, it's a continuation, okay. um, comes back to Earth. And a new sun is born in the sky. As above, so below, so one is born on the Earth, meaning a new man is born, you see. Okay. And uh, his expression all through the movie, when he comes to Called that by them. Uh, there was a whole. There was a, there's a massive history lesson there with, with different names. But but it's just a, a rehash of something to confuse the public. Uh, so, so anyway, when he was asked, when he was asked what he thought was going to happen, he said, No, I don't think it's going to be terrible. He says, I think something wonderful is going to happen. Wow. And I thought, boy oh boy, <laughs> did he know what he was saying? Yeah know what he was saying. Yeah.
2: So
0: you're saying that
1: Mayan Indians weren't really Mayan Indians? No. You you can read the histories of of Latin America. It's endless. There were so many tribes and all the rest of it. The pronunciations of all the words have changed since then, too. Wow. Yeah, over and over and over. And the calendar? Oh, it's not even... Well, they're not even sure it's a calendar, you know except for the big authorized books that are meant to fascinate people and, and, and use predictions that can read everything into it, as well as getting a handful of pebbles and getting your own description, because it's the same it's the same way of doing it, really.
0: So the, ca- the Mayan calendar, what we're told that there is a
1: calendar, mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily quote end at 2012? Not at all. No. That's all hocus-pocus? All that's going to happen in these years is the of an old agenda uh, there's more to do with the West than anywhere else. Well, let's
0: say yeah. that's their intention. Let's not speak it in like
1: it's coming. Now, that's the real New Agers. That's what we tell them. Stop saying, look forward to this thing because you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're asking in here. Yeah, yeah. A new creature. And it's interesting too, if you look at Christianity, it's very similar.
0: Did too. Uh huh. Yeah. Because so even though you know the Bible talks about all the terrible things that are going to happen, uh huh, they're 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 like, oh, this is so exciting. That's right. Because Uh Jesus has come back, and and it's the start of you know his reign Uh thousand years here. Yeah.
1: (coughs) So so so, yeah, it's
0: and the Christian and the Hebrew.
1: uh
0: I mean, Hebrew. What do we call it? Call it Talmudism, mm-hmm. but it, it all—it all has their adherence. Uh-huh. Looking forward, they're each looking forward to something
1: different. That's right, and the same as you say in Hindu is the same because um, behind all of these New Age movements to talk about the ages of man, and I mean the five stages, the five previous main stages with a new type of creature born at the end of each uh, circle that's really the, the root cause of it. We're,
0: we're in the fifth race?
1: Yeah. And that's what, what Blabatsky we? was on about. What were the
0: first four, of
1: course? Uh, that's, again, a whole series of talks. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, uh, uh, the, uh, but anyway, the, the, um, they called it the fifth Aryan race. And that's what Ad- Adolf Hitler was on about, the fifth Aryan race. It's a broad spectrum meaning, although the, the original Aryans supposedly were the Hindus, the Brahmins. That they came they into mean, India. Uh, they claimed they were. Yeah.
0: So when you went to India, mm-hmm. it wasn't, it isn't Hinduism that you were not introduced to, but wherever you went, uh-huh. it was not Hinduism that they adhered to.
1: Not everybody. Uh, uh, there's all different branches of different sects and religions and beliefs. Many of them have things in common, certainly because. Hinduism probably affected more religions or, or created some. I mean, even the, 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 um, um the Buddha idea came out of India as well. And even though it had nothing to do, in fact it was a breakaway, didn't want anything to do with Hinduism, the later followers simply tied Hinduism back onto it. Uh, so, so it truly it, it really has. And you find a lot of the stories in the Old Testament as well. Uh, were, were taken from the, the old Sanskrit literature. They were stolen, really, copied. There would be
0: truth in there somewhere. So
1: well, it doesn't mean that, the, that you get a fable that has to have a truth because it was an older fable. Uh, we don't know. Generally, these things are allegories for for a truth. That, that's the secret of all of this. There's generally an allegory called truth hidden within so that the profane will jump on the exoteric. Uh-huh. You see, that's how things are written. Yeah. So that that's, and it's still the same today. It's never changed today. Those who want to be fascinated jump on the exoteric truth and go off on their drug-induced, uh, you know, searches. Or, or they'll pay everything that they have to get a high experience, um, hoping to become a god in this world, really, or a mortal in this world. Because all religions are, they revolve around the fear of death in everyone. That's how they have their power. And maintain their power, uh, and and so they always promise you immortality.
0: Immortality here and physical.
1: You know that's the odd thing. So many of the New Agers really want that. Uh, and you see, I've always that's looked at yeah. You know. Oh yeah, uh, that one day, one day if they really try. Oh yeah, they have. <laughs> they they have even the Bhrisarians, I call them. You know. The what? Uh, this the fallacy came out of India. Uh, or at least they claim there was a bunch of books came out back in the 60s or 70s that that some people could live. Now, they were so perfect, they, could, they didn't have to eat. They could just breathe air. So uh-huh. you, call, you call them breathe airians, yeah? You know what? Yeah.
0: I've been thinking of talking to Nicholas. I don't know what's on sleep Uh huh. But sometimes we get into a conversation. Yeah. And have to wait for another week. Oh, yeah. To continue it is just uh, such an interruption. And I was thinking of talking to Nicholas to see if possibly we would be able to do two hours on a Wednesday night. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you should have to get rolling and then it's time to
0: I know it and then we have to wait a whole to pick it up. Yeah. Folks, we'll be back with you next Wednesday night. And you want to go over to Alan's website. I haven't got the D V D yet, but it's it's different than anything he's done. And I'm very intrigued and can't wait. So you might want to order this and see what it's all about. Well, thanks for being here tonight again. It's a pleasure. Um, Good night, folks. See you next Wednesday.